don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a great day out there today. It was another very strong day for our major indexes today and really another day of big, broad-based gains for our markets. You're seeing breath continue to expand here, more stocks hitting 52-week highs, everything you want to see from a new bull market. Now add to that that we see this right here as a massive capitulation moment again here, right? Because so many hedge fund managers, institutions, and individuals for that matter have either been out of this market or in many, many cases on the wrong side of this market since the October lows of last year. Now, those individuals, big banks, uh, institutions, hedge fund managers are having to deal with the fact that, wow, this bull market does have legs here. And no, we're not going to go back to the October lows that we saw from last year in the bear market. This is not plain and simple a bear market rally. Uh, you know, so many different ways that you look at this that we'll cover in today's podcast. So many examples of this being a not only a new bull market, but a healthy new bull market and one that continues to expand here. So now, if, if those individuals who either uh, been on the wrong side of the market or just been out of this market or maybe have you know, gone to the safety trade with bonds, with yields at these high levels that sucked a lot of um, liquidity out of the stock market as well. But now when you're seeing stocks that are up, you know, 10, 15, 20, some 30, 40 plus percent on the year and you're sitting in bonds, like I got to get, I got to get in on some of that action here. Uh, so that has helped our market continue higher, the reversal of those shorts, and of course the FOMO that, that those individuals are experiencing now to get into this market. Again, all signs of classic, healthy, early bull market action. And what is the end result for new bull markets? The end result is new all-time highs. And right now, we still have a lot of catch-up to do to get back to those all-time highs. We're somewhere between 7 and 15% away, depending on which major index you're looking at. The S&P, roughly 7% away. Dow Jones, same level there. The NASDAQ 100, also 6.5% away. Surprisingly, the NASDAQ itself, roughly 15% away. So that's just to get back to all-time highs. You see, those, are, those would be good gains right there to have in and of themselves. But what happens from there? Once you get to that level, you are in blue sky territory, which is, you know, it, where it stops is anybody's kind of guess there. What we want to do along the way is continue to buy the dip, even once we get to that point. Uh, because as we see it, this is a new bull market of size and scope. And the average lifetime of a bull, bull of a new bull market is measured in years. So we've got a long way to go there. In our view, this is going to be that bull market. That's what we've called for here since the October lows, and we continue to make that our call. So I'll get to more of our market action here in a minute. But first, let's take a look at earnings this morning as we got a number of the big banks back this morning. This is really, you know, they're the unofficial kickoff for earnings season. This is always the big banks. Um, 
which many of them here, whether you're looking at just the big banks outside of JP Morgan, which is at a 52-week high, um, <clears throat> but outside of that, a lot of these individual names have yet to recover from the mini banking crisis from March of this year, right? Remember Silicon Bank, Bank, Silicon Valley Bank going under and a number of others. Even the financial ETFs and indexes have not gotten back to those levels that we saw in March of this year. So not even talking about 52-week highs, nowhere near all-time highs there. So while we have no love for the big banks, I talked about that a lot yesterday, we do want to see them participate. And at these beaten up levels, there actually is quite a bit of value to be found here. You know, almost makes me wish that I didn't hate them so much uh, to go buy them, a little bit more of them there. Uh, you know, we're happy to do it for trades, but long-term is what I'm talking about. I'm not going to miss out on a good opportunity uh, just because I don't like the name. Uh, not all the time, you know, for a trade. I guess that's a, a touchy subject there. Uh, but... After today's trading, now we've got these good earnings numbers back, which I'll cover here. We're seeing a lot of these stocks now getting back at least to their highest levels since the bank stocks collapsed in March. Uh, so that's really good to see. And from there, we'll get back to 52-week highs. But so again, a lot of beats really across the board here today, other than PNC, I believe, was the only one that didn't beat at least on earnings per share. But let's kick it off. Bank of America beating earnings per share estimates. Revenue also up 11% year over year. Uh, but as we talk about here often... It's not the news that matters, it's the market's reaction to that news. And Bank of America was up almost 4.5% on the day. Still, like I was saying earlier, a long way away from those pre-March highs. The high here, the recent high, was from February in Bank of America. We're still roughly 18% away from that mark. So certainly, uh, like I was saying, some bargains here. Next up, we had Charles Schwab also beating on top and bottom line estimates here. The stock earlier in the day, let's get a refresh of where we finish. Uh, let me get this. There we go. Yeah, up 12.5%. Big gap up on the day. Still down significantly from those highs earlier this year, though, as well. So, again, though, you want to see these bank stocks participating, and that's what we like to see here. Morgan Stanley beating here as well. Profit fell year over year, but again, it's not the news that matters. The stock was up 6.5% on the day. That's its highest level since March as well. So, again, it's like there's such a good proving point there that it's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction. Uh, so, good to see all around. Lots of beats today from those banking names. we still got a lot Coming up this week, tomorrow's an exciting one as well. In the morning, we'll have Goldman Sachs, ASML, uh, the NASDAQ, and more. And then in the afternoon is where things really heat up. We'll get Tesla, Netflix, United, IBM. It's going to be a busy day tomorrow, so stay tuned with us here. Be sure you're subscribed to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. And as always, send any questions that you have our way to support at VRAinsider.com. All right, so back to the market now. Uh, that about covers it for earnings on the day-to-day. -day. Not a lot of big ones after the close today. More banks. Uh, so we'll continue to report on those here as they come in. But today, we saw a lot of big days in other areas as well. For example here, Microsoft 
massive day-to-day up 4.5% on some news that their AI features are going to be used by other companies. They signed, I think, a couple of deals there. But that stock hit an all-time high today for Microsoft. Remember, that is, uh, it's, it's a... Uh, almost nearly three trillion dollar company. So a five percent move there is a massive, massive move. The current market cap two point six seven trillion dollars. Uh, so that gives you some some scope of how big of a move that is. And so Microsoft combined with Nvidia today, which is just shy of a fifty two week high as well, but was up two and a quarter percent. The two companies together added. 175 billion in market cap today, which is more than 462 of the S&P 500 companies. Uh, just phenomenal, massive moves here. Uh, so good day again. So let's take a look at our market action on the day today. Small caps led the way today. This is a group we've been pounding the table on for some time. So to take a step back, Earlier, I mentioned our largest indexes are somewhere between 7 and 15% from all-time highs. But the small caps have some catch-up to play as we are 23% away from an all-time high in the Russell 2000. Again, that tells us just how much opportunity there is in this group here. And we really want to see them participate as well. It gives us a, a good bearing on how healthy the U.S. economy really is. A lot of these companies in the Russell 2000 are the smaller businesses. So that's where you start to see some warning signs in the small caps. So really good to see small caps leading here back-to-back days to start off the week, up another 1.27% today to 1,976. Next up here, we have the Dow Jones now finishing higher for the seventh straight session in a row and a 52-week high today, up 1.06% or 366 points to 34,951. I'll also point out that the transports actually led the way higher today. Good to see from this group too. We've all, The two groups we said we want to see participating, small caps, transports. We got both of those in a big way today. Transports up 2%, also hitting a 52-week high today. Next up, the S&P 500, or sorry, the NASDAQ, finishing up 0.76% on the day-to-day. That's a 52-week high there as well at 14,353. I'll also point out that earlier in the session, the semis were lower. They lagged early in the session today, but we were able to rally into the close and also hit a 52-week high today for the semis. Not up by much, but good to see a 52-week high. So finally for today, the S&P 500 up 0.71% to 4,554, also a 52-week high. And as you would expect, when you see that level of 52-week highs from our major indexes and and other names as well, you might have guessed we're once again reaching extreme overbought levels. We're not quite at extreme overbought on steroids here, which is our highest overbought distinction for the VRA investing system. But we are in an area where we're starting to say, hey, we don't want to chase here. Maybe we'll pause some purchases. And I know that might not be great if you're a new listener. But going forward, to tell you what we're going to be doing is is to continue to buy the dip. 2023 has already been one of the best years on record for buying the dip. We continue to believe that will be the case for the second half of this year as well. So we'll be a little patient here as we work off 
some of the extreme overbought distinctions. But some other good things that we're seeing today has been the US dollar it was really pretty much flat on the day, but continues to head lower in the end is downtrend as well. And the 10 year yield hitting its lowest level in about our well, the lowest level of July, at least for the 10 year at 3.78. So things that we'd like to see happening today. Another area we like today, the internals. We got good numbers yesterday, even better today. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks. We had no two to one beats yesterday, today, Two and a half to one positive for the NYSE, just shy of two to one positive for the NASDAQ, but still a good reading and an improvement from yesterday as well, which was a good day. Next up, 52 week highs to lows, also coming in stronger than yesterday as well. 100 more stocks hitting 52 week highs than yesterday, coming in at a combined 472 stocks hitting 52 week highs to just 115 hitting 52 week lows. Lastly here, volume, another two to one beat today, two to one positive for the NYSE, just shy there for the NASDAQ. Overall, good day for the internals and really good to see back-to-back -back days of strong internals. Certainly a win as we see them continue to improve here. Next up, let's take a look at our sectors on the day. We finished with eight out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. Tech led the way again here. We were followed there not surprisingly, by financials after those big beats from the banks today. I mean, we saw a number of banks today that had reported up two, three, four plus percent. As I mentioned, Charles Schwab up 12% earlier in the session. Uh, so while we are still seeing a lot of recovery in the financials, XLF, the financial ETF, well below those March highs, BKX, the banking index, even further off from those highs. But I will point out BKX up a big, 3% on the day. And there's been a lot of concern about the regional banks. They actually led the way today, also hitting multi-month highs up 4.2%. So again, good to see this group participating. Next up here, energy higher on the day. This is a group uh, we've liked here. So we've been seeing a lot of consolidation. I'll touch on it more in the oil or in our commodity watch, excuse me. We were followed there by materials, which I believe are just shy of a 52 week high today. Just barely shy of a 52 week high there, but good day. Uh, followed by healthcare and industrials. That was a 52 week high from the industrials, which is really good to see, and a 52 week high from communication services today. Our laggards on the day, real estate lower on the day. No real concerns there. You know how much we like housing. The real estate sector really follows more REITs than the real housing market. The housing market, on the other hand, had a good day today. HGX, the housing index, up just under half a percent. That is a 52-week high. And the home builders, up seven-tenths of one percent. And that is a 52-week high there as well. Exactly what we want to see from one of our favorite leading economic indicators. Our other laggards for the sectors were utilities and consumer staples. All right, so let's wrap the day here with our VRA commodity watch. Uh, let me get a quick refresh. Good day here, much better than yesterday. We saw a lot of red yesterday. Gold up 1.3% on the day to $1,982 an ounce. That's its highest level in over a month. And I'll also point out the gold miners up over 2% today. That's what we like to see, the miners leading the precious metal. Silver up 1% today. That's its highest level uh, since May at $25.26 an ounce. 
Copper now lower on the day by three tenths of 1% to $3.83 a pound. And oil been a bit all over the place here to start the week. We were down yesterday, then up big today, up 2.2% on the day, getting back all of those losses from yesterday, looking like oil's put in, trying to put in a bottom at least, now trading at $75.71 a barrel. Finally here for today, Bitcoin losing a little bit of ground, now below the $30,000 of Bitcoin mark, down about 1.5% or $440 to $29,804 of Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com, click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.